0: To be listening to Edge of URC podcast, lots of great stuff on this episode. It is episode thirty. We made it to thirty. That sounds super crazy, but yes, we are at thirty, and we are joined by an awesome guest today. As always, Hall Girls basketball player Hannah Hart. Always great to talk to her. Covered her pretty much her entire career. Great kid, great athlete. She is awesome at pretty much everything she does. I think it comes really easy for her to play basketball, play softball. Anything she's doing, she makes it look easy. Great guest. We talk a lot of things, all sports, college softball. She is moving on to play softball in college, not basketball. And what I love talking about most with her was music. It was really unique to have a senior in high school in 2019 whose favorite artist, is Tupac. Say what you want about Tupac, thug, gangster, whatever. He did make some great music. But in 2019, either a lot of people are not listening to him that are that age. I mean, people my age, mid thirties, forties, maybe even older than that, always listen to Pac and always talking about Tupac and how he's the greatest or one of the best, all that. But in 2019, most kids are not saying that and have probably not heard a lot of Tupac's greatest tracks. Hannah Hart has, that's her favorite. That's who she listens to all the time. I'm not gonna say anything more about that because I will let her do so. We talked a lot about hip hop. It was pretty amazing. Before we get to the Hannah Hart conversation, a couple things I wanna talk about. Wanna say so long to Kyle Long, Chicago Bears, offensive lineman, drafted in 2013, only played six seasons with the Bears, three Pro Bowls in 2013, 14, 15, All-Pro second team in 2014, and he started 76 of the 77 games he played. I always thought he was one of the best offensive linemen that they had during that span. And obviously getting Pro Bowls and all-team mentions, selections, says it themselves that the NFL thought that. Great player, big, strong, tough, and I know the Bears are going to miss him. Six years seems really short, but offensive linemen are getting beat up every single play, getting hit in the mouth, hit in the chest, just getting it taken to him every single play. Six years isn't a long time, but he played well and played with his heart, and that's what we love in Chicago. And I'm gonna be sad, sad to see next year when with him not there. Sticking with the NFL playoff wild card games are in the books. I did horrible in terms of picks. I am not a better, but I like to pick games and and see if I can win. One win, three losses. Not good. I picked the Bills. They lost 22 to 19 in overtime. I picked the Patriots. They lost 20 to 13 to the Tennessee Titans. I picked the New Orleans Saints actually to go to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Minnesota Vikings 26-20 in overtime. The one that I picked correct was the last game on Sunday. The Seahawks defeated the Eagles 17-9. The Viking Saints game was absolutely crazy. I'm glad that I checked it out. I mean, it's a 2017 game. The Vikings were leading, and it's like three, four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Jubries fumbles on like the Vikings, I'm gonna say 20 to 25 yard line, fumbles. Doesn't really get rocked, but they go right after his arm. Hit the ball out, Vikings get the ball. Two plays later, the Vikings fumble, supposedly fumble, and New Orleans takes it into the end zone. Well, it was called back because he had his knee down. There was no fumble, but the Saints are still able to kick a field goal. It goes 20-20, and the Vikings have to take it in overtime with a pass to Adam Thielen, and that's the game for the Saints. That's the season. I was really shocked, I'm not going to lie. I'm a Bears fan. I really don't want to see the Vikings win. I mean, if you're from the NFC North. I want the Bears to win and I'm not gonna lie. I have mad love and respect for Drew Brees And the New Orleans Saints So it was a kind of a easy pick for me. I'm kind of a New Orleans Side homer like I've always liked and appreciated them So didn't want to see the Vikings win plus I work with people that are Vikings fans one of my best friends a Vikings fan I don't want to hear from them. I don't want to see them happy that They're getting playoff victories and the Bears are sitting at home. I don't want to see that. (laughs) Not at all. In the Eagles and Seahawks game, all I have to say is Carson Wentz will never be on any more of my fantasy football teams. And I will never, ever, ever look at him as a good NFL quarterback. He is the 2019, actually 2018 as well, version of Jay Cutler. There's no doubt about it. He's got skills, he's got talent, but he doesn't deliver, he's always hurt, and it doesn't seem like he plays with any heart. He is the Jay Cutler of this era, or this time going on right now, and I don't know if I can really be a fan of his, I'm not going to lie, I can't really be a fan of his. So going on with the playoffs, I'll give picks in a later episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. By the way, I am Brandon LaChance, thank you for joining us as always. Share us. Let your friends know about us. You can listen to us on Spotify, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Please follow us. Apple Music, iTunes, please leave a review. And also on Google Music. Social media wise, follow us on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And Twitter, Edge of Your C P. All our episodes are on all those platforms. And we're always throwing stuff out, whether it's polls or just questions of stuff to add to the show. We would really appreciate interaction. It's always fun to hear from listeners. Always, always, always. And if you're not on any of those spots or don't want to contact us that way, we do have an email, podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us an email about anything you would like, whether it's guests that you think we should have, Comments of things that I or a guest had said that you either agree with or disagree with, anything you want to. It'd be fun to interact, like I said. And big shout out to Brian Cavelli for the intro and outro track. Always appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. We have to talk music. Hannah Hart and I spoke a lot about music. A couple things I wanted to talk about before I get to the Hannah Hart music explosion conversation. First, on Facebook, I put up a post, there was a photo in it and it says let's make a classic hip-hop mixtape, add a song. And it's like a cassette tape, the white cassette tape with the white paper tape thing that you can write labels and stuff on, that's what it is, the white label, looking like it's from 1987. And I put, this should be fun, one song per person, I am going to start with Juicy by B.I.G. So I was surprised with the feedback, thank you for everybody that added a song there was 51 nominations, or songs that people would put on their mixtape. So last time I made a mixtape, I believe I got like 18, 19 songs on there. So what I did is I picked 19 of those songs to put on a mixtape. There was quite a variety of stuff. Most of it was from the 90s, few from the 80s, and there was a couple from the 2000s. I took anything before or even on 2005. There's one song on this list from 2005, but nothing after 2005. I thought 15 years, that's a classic mixtape. So of course I started with Juicy, that was my pick. That's my number one song of all time. I have it on tons of mixtapes from back in the day. I put it on playlists all the time. I could listen to that song any day of the week at any time. The second song I went with was It Was A Good Day by Ice Cube. Always love that song. Jam it out all the time. "Hit 'Em Up by Tupac is to me still the number one gangster track ever 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 number four and these aren't in any number I just kinda wrote them down and then I just put a number so I knew how many songs I had so the fourth song that I would put on this track like I said no order Miss Jackson by Outkast. Outkast is one of my favorite groups I listen to them all the time still to this day definitely have to have that on there 50 Cent Many Men I'm surprised there wasn't more 50 Cent nominations out there there was a couple artists on here that I thought more songs would be named, but there was only like one Wu-Tang song. Nobody said anything other than Juicy from B.I.G. Bone Thugs and Harmony was only crossroads, and that's the next one I had on here. I would have listed probably three or four Bone Thugs and Harmony songs. That was my jam back in the day. Twista and Do or Die was actually nominated a lot, and I I love Twista and Do or Die. Do you is the seventh track I would put on this mixtape. So so far we got Juicy by B.I.G., Tupac Kinema, Ice Cube. It was a good day. Outcast Miss Jackson, 50 Cent, Many Men, Bone Thugs in Harmony with Crossroads, and Twista Do or Die with Do You. Then Wanna Be a Bala by Lil Troy. Man, a lot of memories to that song, good and bad. N.W.A. Express Yourself, still a great song. Tupac changes and actually there is a lot of Tupac on here Regulate, Warren G and Nate Dogg that was one of the first hip-hop tracks that I remember just jamming out to and loving Smile by Tupac and Scarface Wu-Tang Forever was put on the list Forever is the album so I just said Triumph which was my favorite track off of that album or probably the most well-known I I don't know if it's my favorite track off of that but the most well-known so I went with Triumph 13 where the Hood At by DMX. DMX is one of my favorites. I was really surprised there wasn't some more DMX songs on here. I would have listed probably like two albums in nominations. Tupac, All Eyes On Me, If I Rule The World, Nas and Warren Hill. There's only two Nas songs recommended. And If I Rule The World is always one of my favorites. Then two more Tupac songs with Pain and Dear Mama. And then of course Eminem and Dr. Dre, Forget About Dre. Classic jam from my junior high days, listen to that all the time. Some of the other nominees, like there were some really good songs on here. It was hard to pick 19 songs and leave some of them out. But Crazy Bone, Talk To Myself, Tupac Again, California Love, Outkast, Aquamini, amazing song. It just missed. White Lines by Melly Mel, that's maybe the oldest, no, there's another old one on here, but that was an old one. Ice Tea, Pulse Of The Rhyme, Manifa, Touch It. Big Timers Still Fly, Shorty Wanna Be a Thug by Tupac, In the Trunk Too Short, Crisscross with Jump, Six Million Ways to Die with Do or Die, by Do or Die, Snoop Dogg, Cool My, What's My Name, DJ Cool, Let Me Clear My Throat, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I just butchered that, but it was great. Ludacris, Ho, uh, Prince, we're going to call it Cat Control, Encore by Eminem and Dre, Tribe Called Quest, Steve Biko, Stir It Up, Rappers Delight by Sugar Hill Gang, Too Short with Cuss Words, all these are great songs. Joy and Pain by Rob Base and DJ Easy Rock. That was a really close. That almost got on there. New York State of Mind by Nas. There's like three other songs on that album that I would have put over that, and they would have probably got on here. Pope Pimp by Do or Die. That was close to making it. AMG, Better I had my money. Bourbons and Lacks by Master P. That was the last one that I cut off. That was, that was tough. And then Bright as the Sun by Coolio. Coolio didn't have a chance. But anyway, leave a message on Facebook or Twitter of what songs that of mine that you would have kicked off of there and which ones you would have put on. Send me an email or even put on Facebook or Twitter the mixtape that you would have created with those selections of tracks. That would be fun. Let me know what you think just to show that i'm listening to old and new music at all times i will share some of my 2019 most played songs on spotify i listen to spotify nonstop every day and i love that they do the top songs of the year and things like that that you listen to so i'll just give you like my top 10 of the year the one played the most was put a date on it by yo gotti and little baby middle child j cole number two i'm surprised that's not number one i put that on repeat all the time kevin gates facts ti new national anthem it's an old song but i love that song meek mill Philadelphia. let me see with juicy j and kevin gates feed the streets juicy j and project pat asap rocky i love asap rocky he's all over this but he doesn't make the top 10 much but almost this whole album, Testing, which I believe came out either end of 2018 or early 19, I think it was the end of 18, it's all over here. <laughs> it's all over this list. I played it all the time. Let's see where I'm at here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Do Re Mi, Black Bear, and Gucci Man, eight. Drug Dealers Anonymous, Pusher T, and Jay Z's, nine. Going Bad, Meek Mill, and Drake at 10. Just because I love these two songs, I gotta mention them too. Country Stuff, Big, Crit, Ludacris, Bun B, love that song. Grind State by Jeezy, and Bad Company by ASAP Rocky, round up the top 13. So yeah, that's what I've been listening to for most of the year, at least the most most played tracks. But even at the end of the list, the number 100th song, I listen to all the time as well. So all these songs on that list got tons of play, no doubt about it. But let's talk hip-hop with a friend, with a high school athlete, with the one and only Halls, Hannah Hart. recently captured her thousandth career point on the basketball court and has also announced she is going on to college to play softball. So without further ado, let's kick it to Hannah Hart. We will be back on Wednesday. We're going to do these podcasts from now on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So come back, check us out, listen to us, share us, give us some feedback. All the above, we appreciate it all, love and support. Until next time, peace. Of course, we have to talk to basketball players, and one of them is Hall Sr., Hannah Hart. Hannah, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I am doing well. I've enjoyed watching you play basketball for now going on four seasons, and isn't it crazy how fast these tournaments come and go?
1: Yeah, for sure. Time goes by so fast.
0: I remember you as a freshman, and they're like, oh, she's going to be great. She's going to be an awesome scorer for us. She's going to be a great player. And now fast forward to your senior year, and you're a 1,000-point scorer for Hall. So congratulations on that. Thank you. What was the feeling, you know, when you knew you were were getting close and and the game that you got it, you needed 18 points against St. Bede, and you got exactly 18 points. I think you made it on a free throw. What was going through your head at that free throw? I
1: was trying not to... Think about it too much and just do my normal throw routine and but it was exciting
0: when you were coming into high school was this something that you thought you could accomplish or did you even think about it like hey i want to be a thousand point score did you did you think anything about that coming into high school
1: no not really i didn't really know much about thousand point scores i didn't really care that much but it just happened so
0: Coming into your senior year, did you think about it? Because, you know, you were already close coming into your senior year. Was it ever brought up, you know, with the family at the dining room table or, you know, with coaches or anything about how close you were? Yeah, a
1: little bit. Like, I knew I was somewhat close, but I didn't know exactly. It was brought up a few times, but nothing, like,
0: crazy. So, in other words, you came into the season like, hey, I'm going to play basketball, and what happens, happens. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Uh, Talk about this year's team. I mean, it's you and Jackie Chanote, Jacqueline Chanote, if you don't know her, but Jackie Chanote and you and uh, some younger kids. It's now your guys' show. I mean, the last couple years, you guys have had talented seniors to kind of lead the way. Now it's you. How has that uh, changed the game of basketball for you? You know, you being a senior leader.
1: I just had to step up more, like, take my role as the leader, kind of, because this year we got, kind of got a lot of inexperienced girls starting. It's kind of just Jackie and I leading way.
0: Do you like the senior leader? Do you like being in that role? Because I know you're kind of a quiet kid. And, again, thank you for joining this podcast. You're kind of a quiet lady, red devil and, you know, being put in that position, how has it worked for you to, to try to be, you know, more vocal or lead by example, things like that? How has it been for you being in that leadership role? Um, well, I'm
1: just trying to do what's best for the team. I knew I had to really step up this year. I might not, like, be the most talkative, but I try to lead by my what I do on the court, my action.
0: Definitely. And I've seen that before. I've honestly thought you, you were a leader for the last, like, three years just by, you know, by example. Yeah.
1: Not much, but I don't like talking that much, but if I got to,
0: then I will. And even though we're in basketball season, and I think you're a great basketball player, I don't think it's your favorite sport, or at least the sport that you're going to move forward with, because you are now going to go to Illinois State University to play softball, correct?
1: Yeah.
0: So just talk about that. Why did you decide to, you know, move forward in college ranks of of athletics with softball instead of basketball? I don't
1: know. I kind of got into, like, Travel stuff or like club stuff or whatever. When I was younger, I just stuck with it, and I really enjoyed it and uh, stuff. So basically, that's what happened.
0: Gotcha. Let's talk about travel softball because, you know, there's always uh, deals with, you know, travel teams and city teams and, you know, high school teams and, you know, especially with volleyball or, you know, softball instead of playing other sports. You know, people will do the club sports instead of playing high school sports just because, you know, it advances them in that sport. Is that kind of why you've stucked with, you know, club softball and things like that, even though you did play other sports, but it seems like you would put club softball and that sport ahead of other things.
1: Yeah, fun softball is kind of just uh, a little bit more competitive. Like, it'll push you for, it'll definitely make you better for high school softball, in my opinion.
0: Just talk about your excitement level to go to ISU. I mean, it's a great school and not too far away from home.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to go there. I wanted to stay really close to home because I'm a big family person. And I really like the coaches there. And so those are like the main reasons why I took ISU.
0: And you're just talking about being a big family person. I mean, your younger brother, Paul, is a sophomore at St. Bede. Of course, you're a senior at Hall. Uh, Have you went to any St. Bede games? Yes, I try
1: to make um, everyone.
0: (laughs) Is it weird for you guys being at, you know, two schools at the same time, but it is one of the biggest rivalries in the area?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I hear it from some people, but it is what it is. I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
0: definitely what made you guys decide to go to different schools when he got to high school he was just saying i'm going to go to st bede yeah i kind of It was
1: just like a family
0: decision i don't know really do you and paul speak about basketball do you guys like share you know stories or advice or anything like that because he's kind of quiet too so you guys are both you know lead by example type of players how does it work with you know the brother sister relationship and basketball
1: Oh, we talk a lot about it. We play against each other quite a bit. Not as much as we used to, because he's way better than me now. But, yeah, I still talk about, he'll give me some shit
0: sometimes. Is it pretty cool having, I mean, he's a couple years younger than you, but is it pretty cool having a sibling, you know, somebody you live with, somebody that is, you know, close to you at all times? Is it cool having that person to talk about basketball, sports, and, and just life in general?
1: Yeah, for sure. He's been, like, kind of my best friend since we were
0: babies. So, yeah, it is really cool. Very cool. Shout out to the best friends as siblings. That doesn't happen every day, and when it does, that's pretty cool. So congratulations for you guys to be able to, you know, call each other best friends and being able to have that relationship. Moving forward, again, congratulations on going to ISU. That is huge. When I saw that on Twitter, I started smiling. I was like, that's awesome for Hannah. She deserves that. So congratulations. Thank you. We're moving on from sports, sports isn't all of life. You and I are huge hip-hop heads. Is that correct? You love hip-hop?
1: Yes, for sure.
0: And when I, I found this out doing, um, I think it was Athlete of the Week, I asked you about music, if there's you know music that you listen during warm-ups and stuff like that that gets you pumped up for a game, and you said Tupac, and I'm like, Tupac, this is 2018. Most people your age are not listening to music like that. So just talk about that and, you know, your music preferences and liking that stuff that, you know, it's kind of, it's a different hip-hop game now in
1: 2019. Yeah, I've liked hip-hop basically since I was younger. My dad got me on him and all the other dudes like Biggie, Eminem. I don't know, i just not into nowadays rap. Like, you know, they call it mumble rap. That's kind of what it is. It's just all beat, no really good words, you know what I'm saying? It's just not interesting to me.
0: I totally agree with you. I say the same thing all the time. It is definitely mumble rap. You can't understand. It's not that you can't understand them, but it's like they're singing through autotune instead of anything else. And then you're right. I th- know. There is no words <laughs> like for the most part, except J. Cole. I still love J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar.
1: Yeah, J. Cole pretty
0: good. Have you been listening to hip hop, you know, your whole life? Or when did you, you know, start, like, hey, this is the kind of music that I like to listen to?
1: Pretty much my whole life.
0: I know you said your dad got you on Tupac. Was he the one that kind of showed you the ropes of hip-hop and you just kind of carried it from there? Yeah, for sure.
1: He played in the car all the time, just in general. And I just really liked Tupac. So that's basically
0: how I started liking him and stuff. I gotcha. And what's your dad's name? Robert. Definitely. Me and Robert are are friends on Facebook. We talk sports here and there. He's a good dude. So shout-out to Robert Hart. Just wanted to do that real quick. Do you want to give your dad a (laughs)
1: shout-out? Yeah.
0: Is there any, you know, besides Tupac, any artists that you and your father, are like, hey, we got to check out this new album, or hey, let's bring up this old album? Some albums that maybe uh, you guys listen to together a lot? We both like
1: Eminem and uh, Biggie, pretty much. Like Tupac, Biggie, and Eminem. Those are like the three dudes we
0: listen to at all. I wish. Everybody across America shared your preferences for rappers, because those are three rappers that everybody should have at least listened to every single album from them.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Do you have a favorite album?
1: Uh, for Tupac, it's probably All Eyes on Me or Me Against the
0: World. Both of them are classics.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> is, is Tupac your favorite of all time?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, let's do a, a top five. So I'm guessing Tupac, Biggie, and Eminem are in the top three.
1: Yeah, probably. If you've ever heard of this guy, his name's I have. He's pretty good, I think. Am my fifth? Mm, I'm not really
0: sure about my fifth. I don't know, really. Okay, okay. We can do a top four.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of my top five. Biggie is definitely there. <sighs> I'm trying to think if I would put Eminem in a top five. I do listen to him a lot. I do love Tupac. Don't get me wrong. But if we're talking about just people's music that I like to listen to the most, I think Pac is outside of my top five. Even really? it, yeah, I know that sounds crazy, right? Yeah. But Biggie's Juicy, the song Juicy, is my favorite song of all time. I listen to it to this day.
1: That's a great song.
0: That song is going to have to be played at my wedding. It's going to have to play played at my funeral. <laughs> Whatever big yeah. moments of life. Juicy is going to have to be played. I'm going to put that in my will, actually, that when I die, play that song. Yeah,
1: that's that's
0: a great song, though. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it came out in, like, 92, so 92 or 93. And in 92, 93, I'm 7 or 8 years old. So I, as soon as I heard it, I mean, I've never stopped listening to it, so... Now we're in 2019, and I'm 34 years old, still listening and talking about Juicy. So that just lets you know how great of a song it is. And you know that it's an awesome song, so that makes it even better. But yeah, besides Biggie, I know this is going to sound super crazy, but I can map out my entire life to Lil Wayne.
1: I love Lil Wayne, too.
0: So he's like a year and a half older than me. So when he first started rapping, he was like 12 or 13. And I was already listening to rap. I was already big into it. So in the 90s, The Source magazine was super crazy huge. If you were a hip-hop fan, everybody had a subscription to The Source. And I had all The Source cutouts, the, the pin-ups in the middle of the magazine, or just random photos in The Source all over my bedroom walls. Like, that was my wall, was Source magazine pictures.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> so I had everybody up there. And I, was, I still remember this article to this day. So Lil Wayne started rapping when he was like 13, and it was about him and his daughter, because he had a daughter when he was really young. And I, I remember the photo, I remember the story, because I actually do read, I read the story. And I remember that to this day, and I've never stopped listening to him. I've followed his entire career, and anything in my life, anything that has happened in my life, I can remember it or base it on a Lil Wayne album or song, which is pretty crazy.
1: That
0: is crazy. Do you have anybody like that so far in your young 17 or 18 years? You can map out big, major moments in your life with music? Not
1: really, kind of. I, I don't
0: know, really. It's all right. You're 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 still young. When you get to your 30s or 40s, we'll talk about this again, and then you might be able to do that. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, it won't be Tupac, though.
1: No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not.
0: But you are a fan of Lil Wayne. What are some of your favorite Lil Wayne songs?
1: Um, I like Right Above It, Lollipop. I think I haven't listened to him in a while, but I really like
0: him. Right Above It is still one of my favorite songs. I'll play it on the jukebox or on my Spotify pretty pretty frequently. Yeah,
1: that's a good
0: song. Did you listen to uh, Carter Five when it came out last year?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Did you like it? Yeah.
0: I know it didn't get the uh, the review claim that, you know, he was probably hoping for, but I thought it was one of his greatest albums just because he got real. Like, it was about his life and, and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: most people don't like when it starts to get real,
0: though. That is the truest statement that I've heard today, because that is definitely, definitely true. And not just in rap game, everywhere across America in life. You were right. I'm trying to think of other people I would put in a top five. I asked you to think about this and then I'm like, hey, I don't even know if I have a top five because I listen to everything. I listen to underground, I listen to mainstream, I listen to new, I listen to old. My Spotify is on nonstop all the time. Yeah,
1: I kind of like DMX too a
0: little bit. He's in my top five. I was just thinking about him, so that's kind of funny you said him. DMX is when I was, you know, 13 to, to 18, was his prime and it was amazing. He was so real, so honest, so emotional. Every album, he's got a prayer. He would start crying on concert or on stage during a concert. He was amazing. Yeah, he's
1: really good. He has that distinct voice, too, you know? You know who he is when he's
0: rapping. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You cannot cannot mistake his voice. And then the growl, the... Yeah. Rrr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually met... Uh, A really good friend, but we were standing outside of an establishment, and actually it was in Spring Valley. It was definitely in Spring Valley. And we were standing outside, and there was a kid down the street. I don't know if he was stealing a bike. I don't know if he was just picking up his bike or whatever. But me and my friend started growling and acting like we were DMX, and he started to run away and left the bike. So I think he was stealing it. Probably. <laughs> so we saved somebody's bike by growling like we were DMX.
1: <laughs> that's good. <laughs> In a way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good but probably pretty weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what are what are some of your favorite DMX songs that you can remember?
1: Uh I like Rough Riders Anthem.
0: X song Give It To Ya. I think that's what it is. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: Those are just some. Um, My dad got
0: me on him, too. Awesome. Another shout-out to Robert. Letting his kids (laughs) listen to great music. I like it. And what I like about DMX is he's got a story or a lesson or something really important that you should... You know, try to listen to and pick up on in pretty much every song of course he's got the club bangers and the you know the the get you hyped up Mm -hmm. songs but if you listen to an album i recommend flesh of my flesh blood of my blood still in my top five albums i just listened to it a week ago i was playing video games and i listened to the whole album front to back just let it play i didn't skip a song i didn't pause it i didn't stop it i just let it play and it still played like it you know, it just came out yesterday. Have you ever heard that album, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood? Uh
1: yeah, I heard
0: of it. I recommend you listen to it. Front to back. Great songs. Uh Slippin', Slippin' I'm falling, I can't get up, that's on there. Oh okay,
1: okay. Now, I know what that song. Is.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's a great song. Yeah. And one of those songs you're like, man, this dude's real. <laughs> like when I heard that when I heard that in the nineties, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. I'm gonna be listening to this guy forever and I have. Yeah,
1: he's great too.
0: So yeah, I would say Biggie, Lil Wayne, DMX are in my top five. (sighs) Then I'd I'd have to go Nas. Are you a Nas
1: fan? Oh, a little bit, a little bit.
0: He is also one of those real rappers and lyrically a genius. And now I'm trying to decide, do I go? I love Jay-Z. I'm actually looking, I'm at my my desk, the station factory of podcast awesomeness. I have some LPs and a record player, and Jay-Z the Black Album is staring at me right now. Like I said, I'm a for real hip hop head. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's Jay Z, J Cole. I love J Cole, and we were talked about how we don't really listen to music, you know, new music. And I totally agree with you that with that, but J Cole is one of my favorites, and I think he could rap in any era that he wanted to. Yeah, I think so too. Are you a J Cole fan? A little bit. Like
1: I don't listen to her that much, but a few songs I like.
0: What are those few songs that you like from J. Cole? Um, I like Middle Child.
1: Paul kind of got me on that song. But I like Perfect
0: Smile. That's kind of old. Hey, old is good. I mean, we've been talking about Tupac and Biggie and Eminem.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Middle Child. So Spotify, if you have Spotify. I'm huge Spotify, so i probably said it like five times since we've been talking. But uh, they always give you the top songs that you listen to for the year. And Middle Child was number two on my most played songs in 2019 on Spotify. Really? Yeah.
1: Everybody likes that song from what I've
0: seen. I follow a lot of hip-hop groups on Facebook. And one of them, I think, popped up yesterday or the day before saying that uh, that song is like double platinum. Just the single is double platinum.
1: Yeah, mm, I believe it
0: yeah to make a song go double platinum in 2019 where you can stream anything you can find it somewhere for cheap or for free not pay for it for it to go double platinum in 2019 that's pretty epic
1: Agree.
0: you agree yeah. So, what is it about hip hop that you like? What got you into it? I know your dad put you on, so I'm I'm sure there were some, like, hey, my dad listened to this, so that's cool. So, I'm going to listen to what he's listening to. But, what about hip hop or, you know, some of the people that we've talked about Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, DMX? What is it about their music or what they say that makes you keep wanting to listen? They were
1: just real. Like, what they said was real. Who they were as a person was real. Like, they weren't trying to. Like, act like someone or not, you know? I don't like when people are like that. It was just like a real era, you know? I don't really know how to describe it. They're just like, they just had flags. Real
0: flags. (laughs) They caught you in your feels, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Do you buy albums? Do you listen to music on stuff like Spotify? Or how do you go about getting music these days? Mainly
1: Spotify, but I'll go on YouTube, you know, a little bit. But mainly Spotify
0: when you're watching youtube yeah. videos i don't know if you've seen this video before it is super old and when you watch it on youtube it is grainy and kind of hard to see all the awesomeness but when you know i have people over or whatever i'm a big music video guy so i'll put on youtube and and just stream music videos the entire time my go-to when i just want to see an awesome video is busta rhymes put your hands where my eyes can see
1: oh Buster Rhymes. <laughs>
0: His videos in the 90s and 2000s were crazy. Yeah, he is
1: really a craft rapper.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And what I like about him is not only is he fast, but he's actually really saying something at the same time. Well, next time you're watching YouTube videos, check that one out. At least check out Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. If you want to watch any other Buster Rhymes videos, they were all pretty crazy.
1: Okay.
0: That's my recommendation. I
1: think I heard that song before, but. I'll go watch the,
0: vi- the video. You got to check out the video. There's a crazy right. green alien looking guy. There's an elephant chasing Buster Rhymes. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> definitely got to go check that one out. Well, Hannah Hart, thank you very, very much for joining us. Uh, we tried to schedule this almost for like a month or so. I'm glad that I got you on. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a long time, hasn't it? We've been talking about getting you on here. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me on here. It was nice
0: talking to you. Anytime. You are always welcome. Anytime you want to talk sports, hip-hop, whatever, you're always welcome on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Hannah. Thank
1: you.